to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey everybody, this is your host, Brian Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Injured List Podcast. This is another bonus episode that we try to bring to you weekly. On this bonus episode, once again, we'll be a special guest on the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk live on Facebook with my good friend and host, Abe Delgado. He brings this show to you live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. So if you're interested in being a guest, go check it out on Facebook, the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and now a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get into it. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Perkentile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. If you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injury List Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. You guys are watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. We're having a great show. Um, every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, we stream live right here on Facebook Live. Please, guys, please go to the page, Devil's Advocate Sports Talk page on Facebook. Follow the page, like the page, post to the page. And if you like what you're hearing and you like the show, you like being involved, please share the video with your friends. Let's get more people involved. Let's have some more fun debates. Speaking of debates... I'm going to bring my guy in before the debate starts. And it's my man, Brian Scott. 
patiently waiting, my friend. What's Sorry, up? I had to put some people in their place earlier. Oh, I heard you. Uh, so what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Welcome to the show. What is new? What's on your mind? Well, um, I, I spent a lot of time really listening and absorbing all the information that your other guests had thrown out there. And um, I think See, sometimes it's good to be the last guest on yeah. the show because you kind of hear everything and then you can fact check. That's right. right. You can do the, those fact checkers are out there, right? Yeah. And one problem with the fact checking, I still can't find where the ankle leg actually is. I'm still looking <laughs> up in my anatomy textbooks from PA school and I still can't find the ankle leg, but... I'll get back to you guys on that because I'm sure it's somewhere. So far, comment of the year, the ankle leg. <laughs> By the way, Chris Carson has a, a, a knee sprain, and it doesn't sound serious. But, yes, that was a pretty dirty play. The dude basically did an, an alligator roll on his leg while making the tackle. I didn't and, see it. Adam said it was horrible. It was yeah, I mean, stuff. it literally was an alligator roll. Like, he grabbed a hold of him and rolled over, like, two or three revolutions and twisted his oh. knee all up. And, uh, you know, he's injured, rightfully so. I mean, that's what happens when you do that kind of tackle. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's too major. He should be back, hopefully, in another week or two. We'll see how he does with practice this week. Um, but, you know, uh, again, and I think this got overlooked during week um, three, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of other injuries, man. A lot of good players went down again this week. It's been the theme of the season. Uh, twenty twenty has been a theme of the year. All kinds of crap happening to people. All weird stuff. Uh, Philadelphia lost their starting tight end. Got it. He's down. Uh, I think he's got like a high ankle sprain. Um, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, the Bears lost Tariq Cohen to an ACL injury for the year. Uh, Carson goes down with that knee sprain. Um, there's a whole bunch of other ones, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of teams that are. Pretty decent teams. I wouldn't say they're the great teams because if you look at who the great teams are right now, Kansas City, um, Green Bay, uh, Baltimore, those guys are actually very healthy and their injured lists are very short. But if you go down the list and you look at some of the other teams that are really struggling, they are the guys with really long injury lists and a lot well, of guys I on IR. I ask you a question, Brian, because my fantasy team's hurt and I'm one. Oh, I'm struggling right big time right now with injuries. And I need to know. I need to know. If Julio Jones is going to be able to play this weekend with his hamstring, he missed last week. It was a game-time decision. They shut him down right before the game. Can he come back a week later? Um, I'm guessing no. That's my best guess. And it, or I, if he does play, will he be effective at all? No, I think he's going to be another game-time decision this week. And the reason is uh, – and I actually went on Twitter, and I had been uh, Twitter trolling some uh, rep- uh, sports reporters' uh, Twitter pages – and we're kind of basically fact-checking them. <laughs> and uh, Ian Rappaport was reporting that uh, Julio Jones was going to be like a 90-minute before the game-time decision. And I'm like, that's absurd. He's got a hamstring. There's no way you can make that determination 90 minutes before a game. I'm like, that dude's out. And sure enough, he was out. And I made that recommendation to a couple of close friends with their fantasy lineups. And they made the wise decision and sat him on the bench, as did I, since I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. Uh, because hamstrings are notoriously difficult to treat. They take a long time to get better. And even if it's a mild one, it could be very nagging injury. These things, they suck. Uh, hamstrings suck. <laughs> and um, I made that statement pretty clear on Twitter. If you guys follow my Twitter accounts or my Facebook pages, I've been making some uh, announcements throughout the week, kind of updating and kind of dispelling some myths on some reports I see about injuries uh, across the web Do and social media. Do you have any positive news for those fantasy owners out there that are hoping to get one of their studs back? Is there like a, a Mozart or a, a McCaffrey or somebody big that went down that you feel has a good chance of coming back? Well, so, you know, 
most art is uh, dealing with an MCL sprain. It seemed like it was pretty mild. We'll have to see what he does in practice this week. Um, but, you know, that's something you don't really want to mess with. If you come back too soon from that, you can definitely put some other uh, ligaments in your knee at risk for getting injured. So I wouldn't rush these guys back. San Francisco's in a pretty good position right now. I wouldn't be rushing any of their major starters back. I mean, they were 10 starters down and handled manhandled the Giants. Um, I'm not saying they're going to do that to every team they face, but if you could get a, get a couple of wins under your belt having all these big-name players and starters down, then you're better off letting these guys take an extra week or two to get healthy before throwing them back in, uh, Garoppolo included. So we'll see how they do. Um, they seem to have a pretty deep bench. I mean, the players against the Giants played well. Not that that's much competition these days, but... Um, so you heard it from the injured list. Man himself, do not start Julio Jones this week. He's probably not going to come back. Well, Even if he does, team. I don't think he's going to be very effective. I think he's going to lose a step or two. I, I think uh, depending on what he – if he can't push it full speed in practice, which he's yet to do, then there's no way. Yeah, um, I don't see know, McCaffrey – I've got a hamstring uh, history of my own, and I remember like you're afraid to go full speed. Oh, yeah. Like, you're really afraid because you feel like it's going to go again at any time. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, he's been in the league a while. He's not a rookie. Uh, he's been around. So th- these things tend to take a little longer to heal as you get older. Uh, muscle tissue injuries, uh, tendon injuries t- take t- t- take a little longer. So I, I expect him to possibly need at least another week of rest. We'll see. Um, as far as uh, McCaffrey goes, you know, I said it on your show, I think last week or the week before, he's got a high ankle sprain. They were saying two to four weeks. I'd be shocked if he's back by before four weeks. And well, and like we said, even if he comes back, I wouldn't start him because he's not going to, like Saquon last week, yeah. last year, right? He's just... Yeah. He took four or five weeks, even when he was playing, to to really get to a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, he'll come back. He'll probably be taped or braced, and you know that that'll limit and restrict you a little bit. And the guy like him, who's so athletic and does all those moves and cuts and changes direction, I mean, you need full mobility, you need full strength to be able to get back to that kind of level of play. But um, you know, I, I, what I really wanted to talk about, which I found very interesting, which we had discussed before, was these positive COVID tests coming out of uh, Tennessee. Um, which I still find unbelievable, um, not because it's so shocking, but because it literally is unbelievable that only three players of the eight, three of them oh, were players. Is that what it is? Five were personnel and three were players. And so what you're telling me is week one, or actually preseason back in the end of August, you had 77 positives that you then found out were false positives. And I used the quotes there. Um, and then came back and said it was lab error. Then you had the other uh, episode. And, and by the way, during that false positive thing, there was like several teams involved and there was about seven or eight players per team or seven or eight people per team. And that was like, no, 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 there's no way that's possible. It's false positives. But yet all of a sudden Tennessee now has eight members of their organization, not players, but members of the organization, five personnel, three players. And all of a sudden now it's panic mode and shut down the facilities and shut this down and shut that down. But Minnesota played them, and yet Minnesota has no positives. I find that shocking to believe. And then apparently they trace, they did trace testing and found that uh, of the eight people that tested positive in the organization, there was 48 immediate contacts of those people that were also positive. But you're telling me no no more than three players? That's absurd. Like, that just doesn't make sense. It's easy to explain, Brian. Only three of them went to the strip club that week. I guess nobody was in the mood for wings, huh? Unfortunate. But... I mean, it's just, I mean, if there isn't a cover-up going on, then I don't know what you call it. And I, I hope that at some point there's some type of 
uh, expose or documentary looking into this at the end of the season because they're not going to let these games go by the wayside. They're planning on possibly having a game on Monday night if for some reason they can't get started on Sunday like they're scheduled. There's no way they're going to jack up the entire NFL season and push back to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, they will do anything in their, poss- in their you know, power to not let that happen. So I'm really curious to see how this plays out over the week. I report they're going to play Monday night. <laughs> they're going to not play 1 o'clock on Sunday. They'll move it back to Monday. And Yes, that's what, I heard. that's what I heard is their contingency plan. Now, what's also very ironic is they, back in week one, and if you remember, we talked about this on your show, they posted how there was some 40-something thousand tests done, seven-something yes. thousand on players, and yada, 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 yep. and yet they only had like a handful of positives. And then we haven't heard a report like that come out directly from the NFL since week one. Where are those reports? I thought they were going to be doing that on a weekly basis. I thought that was going to be like the thing they were going to do going forward. Now, keep in mind, these are organizations that have 50-plus people on their roster traveling between cities, playing games in each well, city. equipment, staff, right. and doctors, right. and that means and, and you're telling me people in every organization. And right? you're telling me that that's all the positives they have? That's absurd. And then, you know, the NBA, when the NBA first got going and guys first showed up at the bubble, they had a whole bunch of positives. And then because they were in the bubble, they were able to get it under control. The NFL has no such bubble, no such bubble. How is that even physically possible that they can have so few tests positive? But they're, but they're continuing to put more and more fans in the stands. They're continuing to get these games played without any issues. Uh, I mean, look, one thing I will say is none of these stars, there hasn't been like any of these real stars that have come down with it. Well, symptomatic anyway. You oh, know? no, you so, won't. I'd be shocked. First of all, I'd be shocked if you find any positive symptomatic ones. Number one, because this this range of um, individual doesn't really meet the criteria to be severely affected by it. It's mostly elderly people with a lot of other comorbidities. These guys are very young, well, healthy. Why am I hearing all these people that have all these symptoms? It, why aren't, aren't you or – why am I? I'm hearing, you know, people have symptoms. Like, and Aaron Rodgers could have symptoms. Fred, look at Freddie Freeman in baseball. He had 104 fever. I mean, he was praying to God that it wasn't his time to go. So it could happen. Yeah. It, right? it, oh, it certainly could. I'm not saying it can't. I'm just saying the 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 the, the, the asymptomatic individuals are more common in the athletic population because these guys are young and healthy. They usually don't show symptoms. Maybe you'll have a fever. Maybe you'll have something very light. It could be confused for the flu. It could be confused for just a common cold. It could come and go. I mean, but the thing is, you're not going to hear that from the NFL anyway. <laughs> so don't expect to hear it. I mean, they're going to do everything in their power to not let this become an issue. Last, and prevent last, thing, about, last thing about COVID-19 and tests and everything. I read something just before the show about the nasal strip test, the way that most COVID tests are performed is 57% accurate. Do you have any uh, information about that? They said, the saliva swab is like 90% accurate, but for some reason they're not doing those tests. Have you heard anything about that? Before? I got to be honest, man. I don't really follow up too much on that. I work in orthopedics. Okay. I don't really deal with the testing. I'm, I'm kind of not on that okay. side of the fence. But um, if, if the fans really want to hear about it and get more in deep into it, I can look into possibly getting somebody on the show, on the podcast to talk about it. I'm trying to stay away from it because I just don't want to go down that road. I'm trying to focus on the positive. I know you talked about doing that too. If something major happens in the NFL with this, then I'll, I'll try and reach out to my contacts and see if we can get somebody on the show. 
Um, so, and and, and if, need, if people really want me to look that up, I'll find out the info for you. But I'm not an expert in that but field. I'm just, I was just curious from my own, you know, edification. Edif, I just wanted to know if that was true, if that's something you heard or not, because I thought it was interesting. I do know that um, not all the tests are as specific and as sensitive as some of the other tests. The NFL apparently is using two different types of tests, one to do the original test and then a second test to do the actual uh, follow-up test to confirm the first one. So they're doing two sets of tests on their people. That I do know. And apparently well, one is more sensitive and more specific. However, well, the timing of the return of the results is different. So that's why they're doing it. Like I said, I kind of feel like it's not going to go away. No. And we got to do our best to live with it. So hopefully they won't shut down games or season or anything like that. Because, man, I need football in my life, Brian. Uh, Brian, anything else you want to bring up before I let you go? No, but I, I, I mean, I don't I, I, I agree with you. I just want them to be honest about their findings. I don't want them to make this look like this is not a problem when it may be. And I don't want them to falsify their results because of the fact that they want the you know, to games to go on. The games are going to go on regardless. I, I know, dude. But <laughs> I know it's about money. But you know, I just don't want them falsifying the results and making the public's uh, viewpoint uh, skewed because of that. So, But listen, as far as injuries go... Um, you know, I've been jumping on social media a lot lately and just kind of trolling through some sports uh, broadcasters' pages and trying to clarify the air about some of the injuries that they post and some of the information they post because they're getting it from secondhand sources and they're just throwing it out there with not much knowledge about what the actual condition is. So I've been throwing some 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 posts up there. So check them out. If you guys have any questions, go to my website, www.theinjurelist.com. On the bottom on the main page, you can shoot me some questions if you have some information you want to know. A uh, big episode coming up next week. I got a special guest. We're going to talk about a really serious uh, medical issue came, that came up in a former professional athlete. So tune in for that. And um, yeah, check it out, man. Podcast is rolling. The injured list. It's called Find It Wherever You Find Your Podcast. Brian, always a pleasure having you on the show. Got to get to North Carolina soon. So uh, we'll talk to you next week, bud. Have a good week. All right. Take care, bud. All right, man. So that was Brian's. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in once again to our very special bonus episode that we do weekly with our good friend Abe Delgado over at the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk, which is live on Facebook. One more thing I wanted to point out that I didn't get to mention on his show, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning on their championship. Kudos to the NHL for doing a great job with their bubble with their playoff format and getting uh, all the teams in there, getting it done healthy, on schedule with no major hiccups, job well done. NBA's doing a great job as well. Um, major League Baseball's doing their part. Uh, NFL, for whatever reason, you know, not wanting to do the bubble. Let's see how it goes, but um, enjoying all the fact that sports are going on right now. So let's just hope everybody stays safe, stays active, and stays healthy, and that includes you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics.
For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com.